Marin, Sorel, and Acrea have ventured into the wood and felled a fierce rhinoceros boar in hopes of trading the game for funds, food, and board. Will the slain beast be enough to keep the adventurers afloat? Welcome back to Blood Gold. last left off, Marin and the team had killed this huge boar and uh, had kind of built a, a little like sled out of like the surrounding flora and carried it back to the town of Nebanir. Sorel took a condition, didn't she? She did. I just want to double check that really quick to yes. make sure that I know. Her condition, I wrote it down somewhere. Nope, not there. I think it's injured four? Yes, injured. Injured five. Injured five? Okay. Yes. Cool. But that's not taking into account because her condition is better, right? What? What's her condition? Didn't you just tell me? Okay. I hate I hate the I hate this. Um or, no, so she not has her condition her condition is a seven. Okay. Her her HP is a six. It's almost like I should have checked these notes before uh we start recording. I don't think you mean her condition. I think you meant her HP is what I think you meant. I meant her her status. She's alive. She's alive, but she is not doing well. Um she was kind of she was helping you try to pull the sled. Uh, but she's kind of limping. She's kind of I fu- favoring one side. Yeah, Marin fully know- knew she was doing this on her own. She knew she was doing this on her own. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, the three of you managed to get back to Nebanir. And you're kind of carrying this this big carcass, sliding it, dragging it through the streets as as people are kind of stopping and watching and talking uh, as they see you with this this massive pig. And eventually you make it back to the Rod and Den Tavern, which is where you are staying and where you promise to help find game. Yes. I go around to the back towards the kitchens. I'm assuming, Diana is assuming there's a front door and a back door. Always a back door. Always a back door. So she's going to the back door because that's just a rude guest move to, <laughs> to break, drag, it to drag <laughs> a dead, large pig through the front door with the patrons. Mm-hmm. It's not a good move. It's not a good move, especially if I'm trying to make buco bucks. And I don't know where the butcher is, and maybe they have a butcher in their kitchen. Like, I don't know. So I'm going to take it straight to them in the kitchen. The uh, Yeah, all right. So you knock on the door or do you just go in through the back door no i knock i'm polite yeah yeah uh and lavelia the maid uh or not the maid the i guess she's well yeah i guess she's a maid waitress she kind of is the like assistant around Mm -hmm. the tavern Mm -hmm. she opens the door and she sees you and the kobolds looking pretty beat up what's your hp at like are you at like half health oh no mine's not good oh (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. I'm at a 7 out of 21. That is a third, if you need to do the math. Mm -hmm. Tis a third. Can you describe how you're looking? Um, A couple things to to keep in mind. You haven't bathed in days. You've been walking through the woods. You've gotten in many fights. Oh, I'm pristine. (laughs) There's no mud on my face. There's no leaves in my hair. My braid is not undone. My clothes are white as can white become. Like, I'm clearly filthy. I look like mud. I look like mud. I look like mud and poop and and blood because I'm covered in all of those things. Like, that's what I look like. I look terrible. And I'm old. So I look like I'm dying as I'm walking through the streets. And I've got two little mini dragons next to me. No one is looking at me going like, oh, that's a sane person. <laughs> I look nuts. I'm aware. But here's your pig. Yeah. So she opens up the door and her eyes are kind of like wide. And she's like, oh, oh, 
Marin. Yes. She kind of cringes a little bit. Let me go get Samir. And she closes the door. And a few minutes uh, later, a couple seconds later, Samir opens up the door and uh, she kind of puts a hand on her hip and looks at the rhino born. She goes, wow, you didn't half-ass it, did you? Nope. You said you would pay for game. I got you some game. Yeah, that is that is true. Well, um, all right, let me... Come on in, come on in. Um, and she waves you in the... No, no leave leave the boar. <laughs> don't, don't bring that thing in here. We'll, <laughs> we'll take it to the butchers. And she goes in and she uh, grabs a couple, uh, like, young cooks. And she directs them to take the boar to the butchers and have it... Uh, what's, what's the word? Treated? Dressed? Have it dressed. Just pause. That's a very weird word to use. When describing skinning and cutting an animal apart. That's the correct word, isn't it? I have no idea. I'm going to assume yes. I might be wrong. But that is... It's a weird word when addressing meat you're going to eat. Yes. You don't dress... You're not putting it in clothes. You're doing the exact opposite of that, in fact. You're taking off its clothes. (laughs) It's very weird. I might be using the wrong term. I'm pretty sure that's the term. It's a weird word to use with food no matter what it is that you're doing to it. You're not putting pants on a chicken. Like, there's no... You use a different word. Use a different word. I think it's weird when people use it with horses, too. I'm aware. I'm aware. That's dressage. Dressage. It looks like dresses, and it's weird, and I don't like it. I'm aware. I am aware that using dress to mean putting on clothing for a human probably came after those words were used for food and animals, but I don't like it, and I'm American, so I get to complain about words. Well, now I'm wondering about the etymology of it. We'll have to look that up later. Okay, all right. So the the butcher's going to do its thing. It's going to butcher the animal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think Samir says, uh, I think Samir turns to you as she sends the, the young cooks out. And she goes, uh, listen, Marin, I, I was trying to be nice before, but y- you look like shit. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, and I think she um, she goes, if I gave you some payment up front, I, I, I want to hear back from the butcher about how much that is. I, I figure it's probably going to be pretty good. If I gave you some payment up front, would you go to the bathhouse? Is there a stream nearby? <laughs> She kind of just looks. She kind of just gives you a look, and she goes, "Yeah, yeah. There, there is a stream outside town." So then I'll go to the stream. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't you go get cleaned up? However you want to get cleaned up, and uh, when you get back, I should have word about how much how much we're, we're able to pay you for that. I suspect it's going to be a pretty penny, but it's going to take a minute for us to hear back from the butcher. And, like, I do this a lot at work because I'm often exhausted at work because children are exhausting. But I'll kind of just, like, finger guns or, like, a thumbs up while looking like I'm about to cry because I'm so tired. Like, I'm trying to give off the, like, yep, I got this. I'm dead inside. That's what Marin looks like right Mm -hmm. now. And I think she does a finger gun, which is just bizarre because I don't think they're gun. I don't think guns exist in this world. So she's going to give a finger gun. And a weird head cock that says, I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind. And then she walks out the door towards the creek slash stream. Uh, yeah, I think as you as you go out the door. Oh, what? no, rather. Is there a pump, uh, a water pump? I'm not asking her. Uh, I'm asking you, the person setting this, the scene. Uh, yeah, there would be. I, I'm, let's see, we're in, a, we're in a big town. So there's definitely a couple locations for water. There's some community fountains where people can fill up for drinking water. Uh, but I think there would be, there would probably be pumps and wells spread out throughout the town where you could access, you could just like fill buckets for baths or, or yeah. things of that nature. I think I'm like heading towards the stream. Here's how I see it. I'm heading towards the stream and I see it, a pump and I'm like, that's way easier. And I just go over to the pump. Yeah, you, you start washing up, and I think Akraya and Sorel are just kind of standing uh, off to the side, just kind of watching you. Are you... Is there a bucket at this pump? Uh, Yeah, let's say there's like a, there's a chain, there's a bucket with a chain at the pump. Um, I like splash water on them. 
Oh, okay. It's not going to go well. No, it's not yeah. at all. Uh, yeah, you splash. You're you're splashing water on not them. Not a lot, like a cup. I'm not splashing the bucket on them. Oh, okay. I'm gonna splash like a cup of water. I was thinking about splashing the bucket. That's why I asked, but then I changed my mind. I'm gonna splash like a wa- like a like a cup of water on them. Okay. Uh, yeah, they dodge, arms up, on their tippy toes, kind of like tapping, um, like scrambling away. And Akraya goes, Marin, this is, we need to bathe. When you have money for bathing, we will bathe. But as of right now, we have no money. So here's some water. This, this is well water in the spring. It's too cold for us. I thought you wanted to be an adventurer. Sorrel's like, I do want to be an adventurer. And I am willing to rough it. Listen, the, you're not roughing it. I paid for a bed. You just have to splash around in some cold water. This You'll water's be fine. too cold. You'll be fine. It's not fine. Then be dirty. I don't want... Well, I, I'm just worried about Akraya. And Akraya kind of like shoots Sorrel a look. She goes back to you and she goes, Kobolds need to bathe in hot water. We can't bathe in cold water. So I guess you're going to be dirty then. We're so dirty. <laughs> and they're, um, yeah, you can see their, their clothes are just like caked with mud at the and blood at this point. Um, are you just kind of like pouring buckets over you of like clothes and all? So what I picture is like, I've, I, like I've got my poncho and stuff. Like I'm taking that stuff off and like kind of like washing mm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like when I get a section that's kind of clean enough, I'm using that to kind of like rub on my face. Like I'm... I'm not pouring the buckets over myself because, like, I'll just be drenched forever. I'm going to have wet shoes. No one wants wet shoes. But I'm kind of just, like, washing my clothes, which is what I kind of expect, foolishly, that they would start doing. But no, they're just going to complain. They can complain. I'm not helping you. Okay. Uh, Could you give me a spirit plus spirit check? Sure. Oh, no. My spirit is bonus-eyed. Bonus-eyed? Oh, because you have a really high condition. You have a... Bonist. Oh, yeah. right. Are you already at 10 condition? I'm at 11. Oh. Mm. Come at me, bro. Two plus four. Okay. Um, that ain't gonna hurt you, but it's not really gonna help you. you you're, you're... I'm just trying to get the mud off. Yeah, you're getting the worst of the mud off. Um, you're not doing too much for the stink. No. But you are doing, you're getting all that like caked mud off of your clothes and, and you're, you're starting to look a little more respectable. Remind me, I believe that we are in the afternoon hours. Or are we? Oh, in the yes. Early? Yes. Yeah. We're staying another night here. Yeah. Okay. Diana knows I'm going to pay for a bath later. I'm staying another night. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to do shit during the day. Why am I going to take a bath in the middle of the day for me to get all dirty again? I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pay at night. But I'm not telling them this because they're being buttheads. <laughs> so they get to stink. Uh, yeah. And they kind of uh, stand around and, and watch you and kind of bicker a little bit. But uh, after a few minutes, you know, you're, you've gotten the worst of the mess off of your clothes. And you're feeling a little bit fresher. You can still feel... You know how, like, uh, when you're at the beach and you, like, wash your face, but it just kind of, like, turns into a really thin mud? No. Oh, no? No. Oh. That's a weird thing that you're describing. You've never done that? You've never, like, tried to wash off dirt and it just turns into a very thin mud because you don't have quite enough water? Yes. You can't get it quite, you can't get it quite clean enough? Yes, but not at the beach where there's sand. I don't know why, I don't know. For me, that's a beach, I don't, sensation. I don't know. Anyway, you're still a little bit muddy. You can't dilute the mud, the dirt, quite completely off. Here's the thing, though. If we got a bath right now, we would still be filthy. It's a bath. It's not multiple baths. We would need multiple baths. That's what showers were invented for. We're disgusting. That yeah, water would gross. be so gross. Yeah. And Marin's got some nasty bruises that she that she finds as she's kind of like cleaning up. But uh, you you finish up and you gotta return to the rod and yeah. den. So you go back to the rod and den and uh, 
Samir is there. Are you going through the front or are you going back through the oh, back? Oh, no, I'm going through the back. Okay. They've made me feel self-conscious. <laughs> I don't oh. really care about people, but I feel self-conscious now about my stank. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, the one of the kids are is back talking to Samir, and she uh, welcomes you in, and she, she goes, that was a... Kind of bigger than what I expected. I was thinking you might come back with like maybe a deer, but probably some hens or some quail or something. I, I was not expecting a rhino boar. That that's a lot of good meat and and some good eats for uh for the tavern. So I'll tell you what. Uh, based on what the butcher is offering us and and how much we're gonna be able to uh to turn that around. Uh, I think we can give you 300 gold for it. Is that the best you can do? I'm terrible at bartering. <laughs> she goes, uh, well, actually, uh, why don't I let you test for it? Um, no. How about this? Hmm. I can see she's hesitating. I go, listen, throw in a free night tonight and you got yourself a deal. A free night tonight? Yep. Just one room. Uh, I could give you free d- dinner tonight for your meal. Dinner and a bath. Dinner and a bath. Uh, uh, dinner and a bath for each of us. Yeah, I think I could have Lavelia run a bath in the room. Okay. For each of us. For each of you, yes. Okay. Free dinner, free bath, 300 coin. Baths. Baths. Free dinner, free baths. 300 coin. 300 coin minus of course room. the cost of the room which is i i believe out of character i think it was what was it just it was just 20 gold wasn't it i truly c- cannot remember i think it was yeah it was 20 okay samir you got yourself a deal thank you very uh very nice doing business with you Marin. and uh she um counts out the coin and hands you a a little satchel of a 300 coin perfect i give her the room the night's room already oh yeah i get yeah uh all right so you are all set for your room for the night before i say anything else i turn around at both of them and i go hmm because i just got them a bit a bath akraya kind of nods and she goes thank you marin I don't say anything. I just kind of like tip my head like, ha! And then I look at them and I go, all right, off to the post office. But the bath. The bath is for tonight. We're going to the post office. <sighs> okay. And um, they, uh, they, they kind of dejectedly follow along with you. I was expecting Kraya to put up a much bigger fight. I'm taking that as a win. <laughs> taking that as a win. All right. So we are headed to the post office for any jobs that they might have. Okay. Because we need a lot of money. These are expensive bitches. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you head back into town. And Nebanir is a pretty... Uh, it's a decent-sized town. And I think we, we've talked about this already, but it's got these nice, uh, wide cobblestone streets. And a lot of people are out uh just doing their their day-to-day thing so there's the you know the sound of people talking the smells of uh restaurants and taverns the, uh and people cooking their meals in the afternoon and you approach uh you follow some signs for a post office what do you think so i have some ideas about mail in seoul or at least mail in this region of seoul um do you have any thoughts about how you think mail might work? I don't even think I understand your question. I guess paper on horseback? Yeah, I, so, yeah, I guess that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's all, like, foot travel carried by individuals. Yeah, um, I don't think there's, like, airplanes specifically for mail yeah. in this world. Uh, I don't think, I also don't think that there's, like, a centralized mail service. Um, I think it's, like, couriers, um, you like h- hire. So is, it, so is it like the Wild West when we like like Wells Fargo did mail? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you might have like one mail company in a town, or you might have like two or three in like larger cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you you approach this this little male house and behind the counter is this woman and uh she's she's a little older and she's dealing with some customer who is like kind of giving her some attitude and she's you know kind of gesticulating trying to explain that like there's nothing she could do she's gonna do the best she can she's gonna make it work but you know they just have everybody just has to have patience everybody just has to have patience and the person kind of unhappily leaves and uh you can see that there's a lot of mail uh there's a lot of uh stuff in the back it seems like things have kind of started to pile up she writes something down and she kind of takes off her spectacles and rubs the bridge of her nose which i think i have like every character do (laughs) she she puts her spectacles back on and they give her like the look of having like huge eyes they're so thick and she goes sorry about that how can i help you i actually think it's how can i help you we are looking for work oh uh you're um well uh uh, she kind of like looks around she goes um you know i've had a i've had a few people uh come in uh offering to carry mail but um to be honest um she kind of like looks you over and she goes they've all declined and i think you might as well so uh you know it i don't really have anything uh going to lawnborn or film so do you really think i would decline look at me <laughs> she goes uh yeah okay and uh i think she like as often happens um she sees the kobolds with you and she goes oh um actually you might take this job so we have a lot of mail uh going to film in lawnborn not having issues with that the problem is the mail going to melura nobody wants to go right now nobody uh, everybody who usually travels through us is refusing to head up to melura and she looks at the kobolds again because there's a wyvern flying around the city. Uh, it's been going in the plains to the north, and some people have said that it's flying around the south, so she kind of sc- scratches her head. She goes, nobody wants to deal with it, besides the fact that there's no major road going to Melura from Nebanir. So if you are willing to take some mail to Melura... I can give you a letter of note, uh, which would pay, uh, you'd be paid 500 gold upon delivery. So out of character. Mm-hmm. She gives me this note. I deliver it to this town. The post office there gives me 500. Yeah. Okay. How far is this out of the way? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That was a dumb question. We'll take it. Her eyes kind of like go, I just go, really? And I think Akraya goes, Marin? Yeah, we'll take it. Marin, I don't think that we should agree to this. We'll take it. Uh, oh, oh great. Uh, I will put together a... Well, so uh, how, how much can you take? I've got one pack animal. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I can put together a, a, a large... Um, for the full uh, 500, I can put together a, a large bundle of parcels and letters that need delivered and uh that'll that'll get you the full 500 it'll it'll, um out of character you you see her start like packing up this box and you recognize that this box is gonna it's about a size five object Mm -hmm. so it's gonna take up like a a pretty fair amount of space yeah don't worry you got it osmer's got it okay osmer's definitely got the space cool i'll just have i'm gonna have to carry some stuff she never carries anything. Marin never, ever carries anything. She's got nothing on her, ever. Yeah. So she can easily take what's on Osmer. So that won't be a problem. Yeah. So the woman is like, just uh, just give me a moment and I'll itemize the the list and get you a letter of note. Perfect. Thank you. And she starts kind of uh, packing up this, this collection and, and r- jotting down uh, an inventory so that you can get paid upon delivery. 
and Akraya is kind of like pulling at your uh, cloak. Mm-hmm. Poncho. Poncho. She's like pulling at your poncho. Marin. Marin. And I kind of like push her off. Clearly, we're not having this conversation in this post office. <laughs> I think she gets loud and she goes, Marin, we cannot go to Melura if there is a wyvern. I turn around and I go, we will talk about this later. And I turn back to the post person. Okay. And she, she, the post person is stopped and she's just kind of like looking awkward. I give her the like hand motion to continue. Oh, oh, all right, great. Uh, and she starts jotting things down. And behind you, you hear the door of the, the bell of the door like ring as Akraya walks out. Hello, and thank you for joining us again for Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 24 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? Loving life. Living it up, loving life. Oh. I'm on summer vacation. Oh, yeah. No more. I mean, I work. I work over the summer, but I don't work. I, I work like one day a week. I'll take that. What? Yeah, I'll it's take a very, that. very different uh, feel and schedule. I could theoretically bring my baby to work if I wanted to. It's not baby proofed and it's not even a little safe. It would just be a headache. But I could because no one is there. Yeah. And no one looks at me when I'm at work. It's amazing. I'm just doing emails. I can do emails. I can do emails all day long. Jealous. <sighs> I mean, you're not though. You're not jealous in the middle of the year when I'm losing my mind. No, I'm not. But I, I, I miss the, uh, I miss the summer vacations of working in, in academia. That was yeah. that was a nice perk. It is the only perk. The getting paid nothing wasn't wasn't great, but correct. But anyway, summer vacay. Woot woot. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm excited. This last summer vacay was not a vacay. I had a one month old, <laughs> so oh, yeah. it was not a vacation. Yeah, that's uh, very true. M- one month old at the apex of uh, the global pandemic. Right. I didn't see the sun. And going outside was like, oh my God, are we risking all of our lives to go for a walk around the block? Yeah. It was like the worst thing ever. But hopefully things will be a little bit easier this summer. Yeah. With a uh, 13-month-old yeah. <laughs> who is just absolutely drawn to chaos. Is just... She is chaos itself. Absolutely. It's a mess, but we love it, I guess. I mean, it's kind of weird if we were like, no, we don't love it. She's the worst. Let's give her back. I mean, I'm very excited to be handing her off to you for the. Yeah, I know. You're excited about that. I'm excited to spend more time with her. It was, I mean, working parents know, like, there's a, it's like great to be like, yes, no baby. But then it's also like, oh, no, no baby. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be weird uh, not having her in my office, but it's going to be amazing actually getting work done yeah that'll be great that'll be great but we've got some you know some exciting summer vacation thingies not really vacations but like family plans and it's just nice and the weather's nice so far i love the rain so i really haven't been too mad it has been so rainy yeah i'm not actually super mad about that so So it's going well so far good so far so good i mean not for Marin. her life is terrible yeah but so far, so good for Diana. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. What about you? What about you? Let's talk about you for a little. Um, How are you doing? I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Let's dig into that. What does What does that mean for you? Uh, it means that I'm physically and emotionally exhausted from the weight of the world Why do you and think, parenthood. Why do you think the weight of the world is physically exhausting you at this moment? Um because like 90% of my diet is sugar and coffee. And why do you think you self-medicate that way? We could go on forever. Uh, this is kind of fun. Marijuana isn't legal in Pennsylvania yet. Yet. <laughs> the power of yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a little sleepy, but you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. I'm waking up. I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild, which has given me ideas for blood gold. And, you know, just kind of living life one day at a time. Not making as much progress as I would like to be on some things, but you know what? Fuck a hustle. Fuck a hustle. Seriously, fuck a hustle, though. Fuck a hustle. Who was I having this conversation with? It must have been somebody at work. 
when I was a high school counselor, I'm not, I haven't been for a couple of years now, but when I was a high school counselor, I did not tell kids, especially towards the end there, that they should follow their dreams. Because that is a very quick way to become disenfranchised with life. Because there is no perfect job. There's not a single perfect job out there in the world. Everything has crap. Every Everything has a Karen mm-hmm. or everything has a terrible email situation that you have to deal with every day. Like everything, there's no, there's no job that's 100% great all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So get a job that you can tolerate for like 10 years at most because most people change their jobs pretty frequently, like either level or type of job or something, right? Mm-hmm. Get a job you can tolerate for 10 years and do the thing that you love to do as a passion, as a hobby. Do not make it your income because then it's not a hobby, then it's your job. Let it just be the thing you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Just let it be something that you just just enjoy it by yourself. The whole world doesn't need to know that you are enjoying this thing. And if other people enjoy the thing you're making, great. Give that as gifts. No pressure there. I am saying this as somebody who does not have any hobbies that I could make even a little bit of money off of. <laughs> Except I guess this. I guess this. But I don't like sew or crawl. Like I don't do any of that stuff. And I know there are lots of lot of creative people out there in the world who do these things as their source of income. Mm-hmm. But then, but then it's not a hobby; it's your job. Yeah. And then you have to deal with the bullshit. That's true. yes. If you don't want to deal with the bullshit, don't make it your job. Don't try to make money off of it. Fuck a hustle. Fuck a hustle. Just fuck a hustle. Just enjoy the thing that you're enjoying. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. You can just enjoy things. I give you permission. I feel like we live in a society. I know I'm going off here. We live in a society. No, listen. We live in a society that tells you you're not allowed to enjoy things to just enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be Instagrammable or I guess, I don't know, maybe that ages me by saying Instagram. Do people still use Instagram? I don't know. I think the kids like Instagram. I, I think know. Twitter is all the old person social media. Okay. It's the... It's the millennial social media now but like because we're old now but you can't just enjoy a pretty sunset like you have to take this beautiful picture of it and you have to be so like you have to look a certain way or whatever to make it happen like you can't just sew something for your own self you have to take pictures of it and show it and you have to monopolize it like don't don't do that Mm -hmm. don't do that just like enjoy yourself i am giving you permission to enjoy the world that you live in the way that you live in it enjoy it i give you permission Mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything about it just enjoy it. Sit in the joy of the moment. Sit in it. Don't do anything else with it. This is what I do when I watch my K-dramas. I just sit in it and I don't do anything else about it. Just sit in it. Enjoy it. Rant over. But you know, if people didn't make their hobbies public, then we wouldn't have Gotta Get Done, the Bluey podcast. Very good point. <laughs> Listen, that, that's, that's a talk for a campfire pod. If you want to hear us go off on Bluey and Gotta Be Done, which is assuredly something we're going to rant about on this month's uh, campfire podcast, become I, a subscriber to the Patreon. The thing that we do to mono- to monop is it monopolize? Monetize. Monetize the hobby that we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of uh, the stressors of capitalism and nonstop hustle, should we get back to Blood Gold? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, God. Is this show becoming all about the (laughs) tears of capitalism? No, don't put a theme on it. All right. So after uh, a few minutes, the postal clerk has... Uh, made a pretty big box um, with a notarized certificate. It's kind of like, oh, shit. I am totally blanking on the word. Um, Is it like our marriage certificate? Well, no. 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 It's, yeah, it's mar- like a bond. Our marriage certificate is like quite little. Oh, yeah. It's like that size. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. four by six. Like our actual, like the one that we, the one that we got. Like you're, the one that's like notarized and stamped and stuff. That's like a full sheet of paper. But the one that we got is like. It's like a four by six on like fancy paper. Yeah. It's like written out. Yeah. That, that you're right. That is what it's like. Um, it's, and it's like a little bond and it's got like a, a, a list of all the things that you are claiming to be delivering and a list of how much you were promised or a promissory note. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. It's a promissory note that the associated postal service in Melura will pay you as long as you have everything on the itemized list. You have this big box, and Sorel and Akrea are, they have walked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? 
I walk right now that I have the things that I need, I walk out with mm. them. And they are kind of waiting on the street. And Sorel looks worried and Akrea looks angry. And Akrea kind of has her satchel, her like a uh, shoulder bag, kind of clutched tight to her chest. Mm-hmm. And um she's just kind of sitting on the on the side of the road as Sorel stands next to her. Uh and you walk out with this with this box. I don't even think Marin goes into like pleasantries. I think she's just like, we need the money. There is a wyvern in Melura. But we won't be the only wyvern slayers. That that is besides the point. It could be one of the wyverns that attacked us. It could be looking for us. We'll disguise you. Just <sighs> Marin, we You don't have ask- to join you don't have to join me. What will what are we going to do? We could separate. You could wait in the in the woods while I go deliver this. We've got options. We need the money. I think Sorel is kind of once again caught in between y'all's tension lately. And Sorel is like Akrea, I'm sure it will be fine. Marin is taking care of us all the way here. And she knows what she's doing. And I think Akrea stands up and she goes, If Marin knew what she was doing, she wouldn't have ended up in our hive in the first place. She wouldn't have retired, wounded and dishonored. And I think she starts walking back towards the tavern. Sorrel's kind of just standing there and she looks up at you and she goes, um, Akraya doesn't, she doesn't mean that. She's just, she's just worried. I, like, pat her on the back. It's not really a pat, though. It's like a, you know that thing that people do, like, like, I feel like coaches do this a lot. They, like, smack you on the back, but it's, like, from love. You know, (laughs) it's like, it's like a hard pat. Yeah, I do. It's like, it's in between a smack and a pat. It's, like, hard. It's a hard pat. I do feel like there's a specific word for that gesture. Does clap? It doesn't matter. Yeah, clap. You clap him on the back. I'm clapping. I clap her on the back and I go, well, shit, what was it? I got so distracted by trying to figure out what that word was. <laughs> I clap her on the back and I go, she does mean it. And she can mean whatever she wants. And I start, I like drag her with me towards the inn. Yeah. Uh, and so I go, well, I mean... Yeah, yeah, she, she, no, I don't, I, I think she's just, um. And I like, I pat her and I'm like, it's, it's okay, Sorrel, it's fine. It's, no, it's not okay. Uh, Akraya knows, uh, and I think Sorrel kind of like digs in her heels and like tries to stop you from like pushing mm-hmm. her forward so that you can get a little bit of space. You Like you can see Akraya like walking in the street a little bit ahead of you. Sorrel looks up at you and she goes, Akraya knows that sometimes you lose people and it's not your fault. Or she should know that, she says, like pointing forward at Akraya. Mm-hmm. She knows that sometimes there's nothing you can do. So she shouldn't have said that. And and, and she and uh Sorrel kind of like puffs up a little bit and she goes, then I'll 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 talk to her. I kind of turn like towards her and and I and I say don't you don't have to say anything to her it is easier and better for her to hate and be mad at me and that's fine she knows the truth of the situation but it's a hard situation to come to terms with and to put yourself back into danger feels irresponsible and it feels like you are disrespecting all of those people who lost their lives that's a hard thing to come to terms with that's a hard thing to accept i've lived a very long life of doing hard things and irresponsible things and probably disrespectful things it's a hard thing to come to terms with i don't care if she's mad at me i don't care about what she says she needs to be mad at me she needs to be angry let her let her be angry let her be mad she knows what needs to get done so i kind of nods and you can see she's kind of like um she's like fiddling with the the hilt of her sword and she goes we'll be okay though right like we'll 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 be fine 
getting to Melura, right? Yeah. Nothing I am carrying is more important than our safety. Sherelle nods. And she goes, uh, when we get that 500 gold, can can we get some duck? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And we're going to sleep in beds, all of us? Yes. It's going to be great. And get hot baths. Really hot baths. You will get a really hot bath. Okay. All right. That'll that'll make Akraya feel better. <laughs> and and she starts walking again down the street. And uh, yeah, y'all y'all get back to the rotten den, um, and you have this this big box of mail. What do you want to do? What's your kind check- of goal? Order of, uh, operations. I check on Osmer first, um, and I think I get Osmer like set up. So I don't really know how stables work, but I'm assuming that like the stuff Osmer came in with is in either in the stall with Osmer or in like a like a locker situation, like mm. a cubby off to the side. I don't really know how that works. Yeah, well, it can work however we want it to work. I, I think that's fine if you want to have... Because um, that's a lot of stuff to like take into the room with me. Yeah, yeah. So I think having... Uh, a locker situation in the stables mm-hmm. for people who are like traveling with animals, like pack animals. I think that makes sense. Uh, probably up to like a certain size, yeah. probably like uh, at a certain point, like if you're a merchant, you need something else. But yeah, I think that makes sense. So you're going to like check on all the stuff, all the things. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out the stuff that I'm going to end up carrying, like to, to, uh, to allow for space for this box. Mm hmm. I don't need the tent in there right now. I don't need the sleeping bag or the torches. Um, and those That's literally it. If I take those those three things, then Osmer's got space for everything else. So Okay. So Marin's going to be carrying that stuff? Yeah. But I'm going to, like, it's, um, I'm going to put it in, like, I am, I am not buying a backpack, to be clear. I'm going to use my tent, because remember, it's not really a tent. It's more like a... Roll. A, like a... It's like a tarp yeah, that I yeah. set up. So I'm going to use that tarp. I'm ugh, I'm going to use a word that I don't think is a, an appropriate word anymore, but I don't know what the alternative is. Hold on. The like old term, like the old school, when you think of like hobos in like the 1920s who would like jump off of trains with this, okay. the bag on the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what I'm going to do with my stuff. That That had a name. I don't know what it's called. I don't either. But that's what I'm going with. Okay. I don't think you're supposed to call them hobos anymore. But I'm talking about a very specific, like, almost caricature. I don't, I don't, I'm talking about the stick and the bag is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the person. But I don't know what that's called. And that's the only situation in which I can think of, like, it being used. Okay. That you would know what I'm talking about. That's kind of what I'm going to do when we're traveling. To be clear, because this game is very crunchy, I'm not making a backpack. Okay. I am gathering my things in something I already own Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and using that to carry my things. Okay. But obviously not tonight. Tonight I'm just kind of gathering that stuff. Yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, as as you do that, I think Sorel goes into the Rodden Den mm-hmm. uh, to find Akraya uh, so that they can talk. And, uh, yeah, you kind of reorganize your inventory, deal with, you know, setting up Osmer. Osmer's doing fine um he's happy to be in a nicest stable he looks like you know it looks like one of the younger like stable hands might have like brushed his fur because he's looking a little clean not clean but organized um and he kind of like jostles his head when he sees you after checking on osmer i give him like food because i can do that for free i'm not specifying the food i'm just giving osmer food so i got in trouble trying to give him an apple before um, I go into the Rodden Den and I look for Sorrel and Akraya. Okay. Uh, Before we move on, out of character, mm-hmm. what is the likelihood that this wyvern is the wyvern that attacked them? Because aren't there like territories for wyverns and stuff? I can't remember if it's possible that this would be the it, wyvern. It is possible. Uh, the wi- So um, the wyverns travel widely like wyverns travel really far Mm -hmm. dragons tend to stay in one spot wyverns travel really far um because wyverns are kind of like the 
genetic material like carriers Mm -hmm. across to different dragon hives. Mm -hmm. Wyverns can travel really far. It could be one because you're like pretty close. You're like as far as like giant flying animals go, you're still pretty close to the mountain. Mm -hmm. But you've also made enough distance that this could very easily be a totally different wyvern. Yeah. But obviously, you're like you're close enough that Akraya is not like crazy to be concerned that okay. it could be the same one. Okay, and I mean, Marin would know this, but I, Diana, didn't remember kind of that sitch. Yeah, yeah. So I go in looking for Sorel and Akraya. Okay, they are not in the dining room, but Samir sees you and she waves you over. Um, and she goes, uh, will you be having your dinner now? Did the other two take their dinner already? Uh, they haven't eaten yet. They just went straight up to their room. Do you mind if we send dinner up for them? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's do that. And I'll have my dinner down here. Okay, yeah. Uh, everything okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and she kind of gives the order to uh, Lavelia. And uh, Lavelia gets you dinner and it's a very it's a much nicer dinner and i think it is this uh i think um samir hands you this plate and uh she goes it is extremely fresh (laughs) and it's this big pork steak like a pork chop no i'm thinking of like what what cut am i thinking i don't know i don't know i never ate pork when i ate meat i don't know pork now like pork tenderloin like a like a soft like a like no, what's a like a what isn't there like a pork isn't there like, like a pork steak it's like it's like a big ham hock i don't freaking know it's a big slab of meat all right and Perfect. um there's some like uh mashed turnips and other stuff it's meat and veggies yeah i'm getting a big plate of meat and veggies and, and i'm assuming some sort of sauce on top of it smells so good mm-hmm. mm, it smells so good Mm, smells wonderful. About halfway through my meal, mm-hmm. I ask for their baths to be drawn. Yeah, uh, and they, uh, yeah, Samir sends up uh, Lavelia and one of the boys in the back send up some hot water to, to draw their baths. Could you roll me a D10? I don't like this. This is not bad. Three. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you finish your meal. Mm. Mm, <laughs> so curious. I, 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 I promise you it is not bad. Okay. You, you finish your meal and you start heading up the... Nope. No? Mm-mm. Okay. They haven't made their appearance, right? No. Right. And so, Okray is still mad at me, probably. I don't want to sleep in an uncomfortable room with someone who's mad at me. I'm going to go bunk it with Osmer. They can have the room. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a monster. Toop, a mo- Merida is not a monster. I, I, w- I would think it would be monstrous to go sleep in the bed that you paid for just because someone's mad at you. And especially for Marin. That's a that's a big move for Marin. It is. But also, I'm asking her, I'm asking her basically to face not just her fears, but mm-hmm. like her trauma. Marin knows that. Marin knows that I'm asking her to do something that is, that feels impossible to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is also a scary thing for Marin. I don't think Marin's been near a wyvern since the last time she was near a wyvern. Yeah. Like, I, this is scary for her too, but we need the money. Like, we desperately need the money. That 300 gold is going to be gone immediately. Like, it sucks. Yeah. But, like... Okraya's clearly having a hard time with it. She can have the bed. She can have, you know, she can have the the quiet and some space away. I'll go bunk it with Osmer. Plus, honestly, Marin is also scared. Marin probably wants to bunk it with Osmer. Like, comfort, familiarity. I know this. We are ready for this. Mm -hmm. If something's going to happen, I know that me and Osmer can handle this. Nice. I like that. So we see Marin leave the dining hall. And cross the street to the stables. She asks if she can have her bath in the morning. I paid for that bath. Oh. <laughs> I, like, negotiated for that bath. Yeah, yeah. Samir, Samir agrees. 
yeah, you, you go back across the street and rejoin Osmer, and you have kind of your sleeping stuff, and, and you set up in the hay next to Osmer. Mm-hmm. And you fall asleep with the warmth of Osmer kind of radiating off of him, and the the sound of his heavy breathing just kind of filling up the the stable. it for this week thank you so much for joining us we hope you enjoyed this episode ryutama was designed by atsuhiro okada and translated into english by matt sanchez and andy kitkowski you can find more at kotohi.com we want to thank zach b our editor and producer without whom the show would not get made if you did not hear a lot of side conversations and talking about our baby and random plans and stuff like that thanks zach b for cutting out our side chatter because we don't know how to pause this We also want to thank In Love With A Ghost for the use of their song Chilling At Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love With A Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspot. You can directly support the show and help us to better and maintain it every week while getting access to our patron-only Discord, monthly bonus pod, and other really cool things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. And once again, if you want to hear us talk about Bluey, uh, the Australian kids show about a cartoon dog and how it makes us cry all the time, you should definitely join the Patreon. It'll it'll melt your icy heart. Oh, God. And yes, you should watch Bluey. This episode was sponsored by patrons Sean Tompkin and Cameron. Cameron is the Pago worshipped as the dutiful Speaker of the Pearl, whose shrine is well-loved by travelers making pilgrimage from all across Seoul. Thank you so much for your support, Sean and Cameron. And thank all of you again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one. (laughs) 